show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. This is Popular Technology Radio, your source for the latest emerging tech and hot internet trends. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome everyone. It is Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, hanging out with you. And happy that you are here. Good to be chatting about technology. We now have Black Friday and Cyber Monday in our rearview mirrors. They, by most accounts, were super successful. The, the number that I keep seeing mentioned, at least for Cyber Monday, $7.9 billion, I think, $7.9 billion in sales, which is a record. Um, sadly, of course, brick and mortar seems to be not being as successful. It was successful for them, but not certainly not in the, in the manner with which it was for, for Cyber Monday. Lots of people going online, and I think the days of the long lines on Black Friday are kind of gone. I did venture out, I think I might have mentioned it maybe last week, looking for just some clothing. And uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised, at least for me, in terms of not wanting to deal with big crowds, how kind of mellow and relaxed it was. I, I really expected it to be a little more hectic, but it was not. And so I was okay. And I got my pair of pants and, uh, and then I left. But uh, lots of people were certainly out there, and of course, lots and lots and lots of people online buying stuff. And that is really, of course, the trend that, that most of us are doing. And a lot of great deals out there, and I was able to buy a couple of things. Um, and of course, it's really not Cyber Monday only. It's really, in fact, they started oftentimes before Thanksgiving. So we really get darn near 10 days of cyber deals. Certainly, it's really Cyber Week. It is a busy, busy time, very exciting in tech. And I happened to notice, surprisingly, I was going through lots of different press releases, and I noticed that eBay also had an extremely successful two days. Now, they're a little cagey uh, about how successful they were. They don't give out a ton of numbers, but they said it was their busiest two days in their history. And it got me thinking about eBay. And I don't know if you are an eBay fan uh, or if you're still using eBay. And it has changed a lot as Technology, of course, evolves. What they have become is dramatically different from what they used to be. I was a gigantic fan of eBay back in the day. If you're a collector of anything, and I think all of us are collectors of stuff, when eBay came out, it was an absolute revelation. It was the most amazing thing. I got into eBay around 1999, which is relatively early. It was before PayPal and a lot of the conveniences that eventually came. So it was kind of not the Wild West, but it was certainly a lot more unrefined than it became. But it was so amazing in those early, early days of eBay. If you were a collector of stuff that was hard to find, if you used to go to garage sales and to swap meets and places like that to look for stuff, whatever it is you collect, most of it's wasted time. You never find that stuff. Well, suddenly here was something online where you could just type in a name or a description and suddenly, the thing that you were looking for, there were 50 of them up for auction on eBay. And it was a revelation. I happen to be a collector of left-handed guitars. I play guitar left-handed. They're extremely rare. Only about one-tenth of one percent of all guitars made are left-handed. So they're super hard to find. And suddenly, in the world of eBay, there were all these left-handed guitars I'd never seen before, models I never knew existed left-handed, and they were all up for sale for auction. And I ate it up with a spoon. And boy, it was so fun in those early, early days of eBay. I was mostly buying, but I was also selling stuff. And it was like everybody collectively decided, once eBay came out, they learned about it, and they decided to clean out their garage or their basement or their attic. And 
everything was up for sale on eBay. And it was so fantastic. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I'm going to say, boy, it must have been from about 99 to what I consider to be the gravy years of eBay in terms of used stuff and collectibles was really about from 1999 to about 2005, maybe 2006. That's at least when I noticed a dramatic shift. So if you look what eBay says they are now, they are an online marketplace and an online auction site. I think with kind of emphasis on the online marketplace. But in those days, it was all auctioned. It was so much used and collectible stuff, and it was so much fun. And then in my old work environment, we were all collectors of certain things, and everybody had eBay up on their computer screens at work because back in those days, you weren't able to control when the auction ended. So a number of times I set my alarm in the middle of the night and would go and bid on something at auction. So it was the good old days of eBay. And and then all of a sudden it's like everybody got rid of all the stuff they cleared out of their attic and their garage. And eBay kind of dried up. And so it was fun to kind of revisit my, my long lost love of the way eBay used to be. It's not that way anymore, unfortunately. It's still elements. I still buy stuff. And the occasional auction on there, which I get involved with, but boy, it sure has changed. And I, and I really do miss those early, early eBay years. So anyway, I'm a little forlorn at, at the passing of that version of eBay. As, but all things change in tech, don't they? So when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the hottest things coming up in tech for this Christmas, which are smart speakers, are also digital assistants. So we've got Jeffrey Fowler from The Washington Post going to talk about that. So stick with it. It's Pop Tech Radio. We're coming right back. On the track, even one hundredth of a second decides who wins and who loses. That's why Bridgestone uses advanced racing technology to create their fastest street legal replacement tire yet. The new Bridgestone Potenza RE71R. Engineered with an innovative hydro evacuation surface and unique tread compounds, the new Potenza RE71R is designed to give you maximum grip and ultimate cornering on or off the track. Bridgestone is changing the game in tire performance. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, welcome everyone. It is Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart, and we are heading into the Christmas season. And what is going to be some of the most popular things? Certainly smart speakers or digital assistants. They have many names. I happened to come across a fantastic article by Jeffrey Fowler. He writes for the Washington Post, but his stuff also shows up in my case in the LA Times. He had a great article about the biggies he lived with alexa google assistant and siri and he wants to help us choose the right one let's welcome jeffrey fowler jeffrey thanks for joining us today you bet thanks for having me always fun to talk about this stuff and was this a did you already have uh, one don't tell us which one if you did did you already have one of the three before you started this yeah, so I'm the tech columnist for The Post, and I used to do this job at The Wall Street Journal as well. So I always I tell people I get to live in a future that hasn't quite arrived for most people. Uh-huh. Uh, so since the very first Amazon Echo, I've had it sitting in my living room, and then when the Google one came along and the HomePod came along, it joined them. So yeah, I have a table in my living room where all three of them coexist alongside actually also a Sonos speakers. There's actually four speakers side by side, um, and they kind of battle it out to both play music around my house and operate my smart home. I'm oh. just waiting for the day that's, I'm sure, coming when they will start talking to each other. That's right. Are you over the weirdness of talking to devices, or is that just kind of gone now? That's just normal. 
you know, it was definitely pretty weird at first. I remember when I got the first Amazon Echo, um, it sort of felt like I was trying to relive an episode of I Dream of Genie from that TV show <laughs> from the 60s, and this was like a genie in a bottle. But yeah. now it has become sort of normal. And, you know, maybe, you know, again, I'm living in a future that hasn't totally arrived for everyone else yet, but the last thing I do before I go to bed at night is I tell a computer good night. Oh, my. The lights in my house and tells them to turn off and sets the thermostat and, you know, you know makes the house ready for the night. You are all in. So these are clearly the big three, but there there are a couple of, uh, and we'll talk about tribes, because you mentioned tribes in your article, which is a, a great way of, of setting this up. But, you know, there's Cortana, there's Samsung has something called a Bigsby. Is, is there room for five or six, or is it really going to settle down to these three, it looks like? Yeah, you know, I for a while there, I was thinking Samsung had a, a shot in this space because they make a lot more stuff than any other company. You know, they make washing machines and refrigerators and lots of other stuff for your house, but they really haven't been able to make their um, artificial intelligence assistant uh, take off yet. I mean, they're trying, but it's, it's, it's a tough slog. And, um, and all three of the ones that I wrote about in my column, Siri and Alexa and Google assistant have a big lead. It's the same for Cortana. I mean, I know it's on windows 10 computers all over the place, but again, I just don't know anybody who, for whom it plays a really important part of their life, particularly their domestic life, their home life. But is there room for all three to coexist, so to speak? Or will it, will it whittle down to kind of like more or less we are with phones with essentially two? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, not sure yet. I mean, right now, definitely uh, Alexa from Amazon and Google Assistant are kind of the two biggest players. And Siri is kind of just hanging on there by a thread, which is... Kind of ironic, right? Because um, Siri was the, sort of the pioneer of the talking assistant space and, of course, is built into every iPhone. When it comes to being a hub for your home, for being that computer that really runs the house, you know, the computer that essentially someday is going to be the thing that comes after the smartphone, right? The mm-hmm. computer that's kind of everywhere. I feel like Apple is really kind of falling behind, um, both because they've... Um, They've made some, you know, their their software efforts are not as strong as Google and Amazon's are. And also because they've made some choices about privacy and security that just make it a lot harder for them to, you know, to get everyone involved in in what they're doing. And yet, fidelity-wise, and I I come from the music business and I'm a big music fan, boy, that, the the Apple HomePod sure sounds great. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds lovely. Does it sound five times as lovely as the competition? I don't know. And yeah. most people, I mean, I know sound nerds hate it when I say this, but I'll say it and maybe you'll get angry at me, but <laughs> I just don't think most people can tell the difference. I think I you're mean, right. The best, the best selling speaker of all time in all of history, in all of humanity is the original Echo Dot from Amazon. And that thing sounds terrible. It sounds yes. like you put a smartphone in a glass. I know. No, I, and people bought it. You're 100% right. The majority of people don't notice and don't care. And it makes me sad every day. But that's okay. That's all right. Hey, we're talking with Jeffrey Fowler. He is the tech writer for the Washington Post. We're going to get down with him and talk about Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. The big three, what he thinks is the best and maybe what you should have on your Christmas list or your holiday list. More with that when we come back. It's Pop Tech Radio. My dad is a proud doer, always building, repairing, or maintaining something. He relies on craftsman tools, and I do the same. 
Today, Craftsman Mechanics Tools, Metal Storage, and Lighting are available from your favorite retailers. But that's only the beginning. A full line of retooled and refined products are on the way. Find your favorite store at Craftsman.com. And stay tuned for more big news from this trusted American brand. back to Pop Tech Radio. Now, here's your host. Hey, welcome back, everyone. It is Pop Tech Radio, Jeffrey Fallon, a tech writer for the Washington Post, and in my case, the Los Angeles Times as well. With us, because he had a wonderful article, which I'm sure you can find online. He is talking about living with Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri, and he is going to help us choose the right one. So, Jeffrey, let us start with Alexa. Boy, there was a lot of money put into Alexa marketing and advertising-wise initially, wasn't there? Well, actually, at the very beginning, I think Amazon didn't know what to do with it, to be honest. Remember, the very first Echoes that came out, they sort of put it out there and said, well, you guys figure out what to do with it. And it kind of surprised them that it caught on, particularly with children. And now, of course, Amazon treats it like it's going to be its software, its platform to dominate, you know, the future. Um, And certainly they were pushing it hard and advertising it hard. Over this holiday season, there were some deals on that you could get those Alexa speakers for $25. And the other thing Amazon has done is work with lots of other partners to put Alexa as a voice service even into lots of other products. There's over Mm -hmm. 100 of them um, out there that, you know, know, the thermostat you go up to and you say, hey, Alexa, it'll talk to you. So you mentioned this was the first one you had. You mentioned tribes in your article. And about maybe 10 years ago, as smartphones kind of first came out, we all kind of landed in tribes. And it's kind of descended into two tribes in terms of operating systems for our phones, which is mostly iPhones and uh, Android phones. Does that influence what we are kind of prone or more likely to pick up in terms of smart speakers? Yeah, I think tribes is the metaphor because... Choosing one of these today is going to determine a lot about your, um, your home life in the future. It's going to determine where you get information. It's going to determine maybe where you buy stuff. It's also going to determine how you protect the privacy of your family. So mm. it's a really critical choice. But people are going to make different choices, right? Like not everybody's going to agree whether the Apple approach is going to be the best or the Amazon approach is going to be the best. And each has its pros and cons and requires loyalty. It's really hard to to live in a home with multiple of these at once and really let it do its best. So that's why I think it's about choosing a tribe. In terms of Amazon's place in this versus the, the phones, what's interesting is the other two companies we're talking about here today, Apple and Google, of course, are the big players in phones, right? They have their assistance built in to devices um, that we all carry in our pockets. Amazon does not. So in a sense, they should be the weakest player in this space, right? We can't pull out our pocket and have Alexa already in it, although there have been a few phones that have tried that. That's not very common. And yet, I feel like it's probably the biggest player in this space because it was the first to realize that there was something different about a computer that was just helpful around the house, that you could just talk to and make things happen. That's actually why they've got the lead in this, even though they're not a player in our phones. Well, and it's interesting, though. I'm going to guess that even though they weren't in the phone space... Most Apple users and Android users have Amazon accounts. <laughs> so it was kind of a, That's true. A, a unique situation, I suppose. You know, they weren't known for that, but we all use that. And in, so in weird ways, maybe it gave them the leg up. I don't know. It's unique in, in terms of kind of, you know, for format wars, which I guess this sort of is. But obviously, Amazon has a financial motivation in ways that the other two don't, I suppose. 
That's right. Amazon makes money when we buy stuff from them. And so the deeper they can get into our home, the more likely we are to turn to them to do everything from replenishing the popcorn for our microwave to hiring the electrician to come install something. And so it's really important as we think about each of these uh, platforms, you think about which tribe to join, actually ask that question of like, how are they making money from me? Because these speakers are way too cheap to be actually paying the bills for them to develop these incredible artificial intelligence technologies. Right. So talk about the good. What do you love about Alexa? What I love about what Amazon has done is that they've made Alexa know how to operate the most stuff. So if your house you know, likes to experiment with gizmos, the chances are highest that it's going to be compatible with an Amazon Echo world. Um, there are over 20,000 smart home devices that work with with Alexa. Um, and Amazon has also kind of done the best at bringing lots of other kinds of devices online. And the, the crazy example of this is they just came out with a talking um, microwave. It's like a $60 basic microwave that you just talk to an Echo speaker and you say, okay, microwave the popcorn. And some people are going to say, okay, wait a minute, why do you need that? You're already at the microwave anyway. You could just press a button. That's a good point. People with, with vision difficulties might, might find some specific use for it, but it is a good point. Why do you need this? But the reason I'm interested in it is it shows that how good Amazon is at getting its technology baked into even cheap things. We're not talking about the top-of-the-line microwave that you can spend thousands of dollars on, right? This is a $60 microwave. And I think we're going to see Amazon play that role in lots of things, wall clocks, fans, you name it, that are just going to automatically, magically work when you, with Alexa when you, when you buy them and you turn them on at home. And in about 30 seconds, what's the bad? Because that's not all rosy, is it? That is true. Um, so Alexa isn't as good as Google Assistant is at talking to. It can't answer as many questions. You know, they, they all get better on that every day, but mm -hmm. you still have to have very specific syntax. Amazon also really wants to trap you into its universe. And this is something that makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. Like, look, we also have this feeling that Amazon is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And its products are designed to keep you inside an Amazon world. So, for example, if you get that Amazon talking microwave, it has, it'll automatically keep track of how much popcorn you're ordering or you're cooking and order you more from, from Amazon. But it'll only ever order it from Amazon. So you get further and further trapped in a world where everything... Um, goes through Amazon and has to come from Amazon. And that makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes. I'm with you. We're talking to Jeffrey Fowler. He's the tech writer for The Washington Post. We've got more with Jeffrey and smart speakers. When we come back, it's Pop Tech Radio. to the Dodge Big Finish event. That's the new holiday greeting in Santa's workshop, and now he's even upgrading his ride. Like Charger, America's only four-door muscle car, Challenger, the most affordable V8 in its class, and Durango, the most technologically advanced, fuel-efficient, and powerful V8 in its class. Santa wants his sleigh to really fly. Ho, ho, go! Hurry in for great deals at the Dodge Big Finish event. Based on 2019 Ward's Midsize Sport Utility Vehicle segment, available V8. Based on Ward's Middle Specialty segment, Dodge is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This is Popular Technology Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. 
We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. And we are back, PopTech Radio, talking smart speakers, digital assistants, Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. We've got the man with the answers, Jeffrey Fowler. He's the tech writer for the Washington Post and, of course, my Los Angeles Times from time to time. And he had a wonderful article talking about living with all three and how to choose the right one. Jeffrey, we were talking about uh, a little bit the downsides of Alexa and being in the Amazon ecosystem. And what about security? Because I've heard lots of anecdotal stuff about recording of conversations and things like that. Is that a place for concern for you and for us in, in the world of Amazon as well? It is, and I think it's a question we should ask about all of these assistants and smart speakers. Amazon in particular kind of gets a lot of attention on this because they are so common and they're so popular. And they had an incident earlier this year where an Amazon Echo device accidentally, Amazon says, recorded a family's conversation and sent it out to one of their contacts. My problem with this situation is that Amazon's response to it was kind of a oopsie, and they sort of you know claimed it was kind of the digital equivalent of a butt dial. From, yeah. from the speaker device that it that went off when it misheard something. But I think Amazon could definitely be taking all of this more seriously. For example, right now, Amazon keeps a recording of everything it thinks you say to us every time it hears its wake word and starts recording. That feels creepy to me. I don't yeah. feel like that should be the default setting for, for any of these devices. And I wish Amazon wouldn't do that. And I'm a little uncomfortable with that, too. So let's move on to Google Assistant. Good and the bad. Yeah. I mean, Google, my God, they, they, they are in this for, uh, for other reasons as well, pre- uh, presumably. Definitely. So let's start with the good first. So they were, um, they were the small player. They kind of got into this late versus the other guys, and yet they are coming on strong. They're clearly taking um, assistant and artificial intelligence more generally as kind of their central um, offering of their services in the future. And they've been pouring a lot into these smart speakers, both you know, matching Amazon um, feature by feature, um, and then also uh, coming out with products that are on their own kind of very nice. This year they have a new Google Home speaker that has a screen on the front that also sort of serves as a family picture frame and uses artificial intelligence to decide what photos to show there. I found that's great. And this in general is the advantage to Google. It's very good at artificial intelligence. It's very smart. So um, when you ask it questions, you have the highest chance of getting the answer that you're looking for from it. You can talk to it more naturally. Uh, Google has really spent many years working on this tech, and it, you can really feel it in conversations that feel the most natural, the most like you're actually talking to a person. Who doesn't use Google services all the time? But let's talk about a little bit of the bad. Presumably, there's some bad as well. Yeah. So as the newcomer in this space, Google does not work with as many smart home devices, only about 10,000. And I actually also don't think that Google really has Amazon's sway at or ability to kind of get into as many products as, for example, we were talking about that microwave or those fans. I just haven't seen any evidence that Google is sort of structured or invested in a way that that's going to happen for them, but they could continue to push into this space. The biggest problem I have with Google is, again, goes back to some of these privacy considerations. Remember, I was saying before, we always have to ask the question of like, well, how are these people making money? And the answer with Google is nine times out of 10, they make money by advertising, right? And by taking our data and then letting advertisers reach us based on that data. And they treat your conversations with their smart speaker with Google Assistant, just like they treat your web searches, which is to say they add to a profile, which can then be used to target ads to you. And for many people, that just feels creepy and uncomfortable. They're also keeping a recording of every time 
the, the Google Assistant thinks you called its name. So for some people, that's just not okay. Now, there's also plenty of people I've heard from, though, that think, whatever, doesn't really hurt me with their advertising. And I understand that perspective, too, but uh, they can separate these out. Yeah, exactly. So that's Google. And now, uh, you know, I'm an Apple fanboy. I have an Apple household. And I must say, I've, I've lusted after the HomePod a little bit. Let's talk about my friends up in Cupertino, in your neck of the woods up there. Uh, you obviously spent time with this. Let's talk about Apple's device and using Siri. Good? The good of it is it's a beautiful speaker. Sounds nice. And also, if you live in an all-Apple universe, it'll play nicely or play nicer with all of those things. You know, it'll play nicely with your iPhone and it's able to kind of potentially tap into a lot of that information. And the best part of all about Siri and Apple is that they're not going to try to make money by selling you uh, more stuff through an Amazon store, or they're not going to try to make money by um, selling ads based on your information. Siri and Apple go to great lengths to not collect information about you. So when you tell Siri, turn on the lights in the living room, it doesn't keep a copy of that in a way that's tied back to a profile about you. And so you're not really leaving a digital trail that Lord only knows how it might be used in the future. Apple has definitely taken a strong stance both on privacy and also security. Working with other smart home devices, it's required those companies have either special hardware or now special software in them to secure the connection back to iOS and back to Siri so that an intruder couldn't peer in and turn on your lights or get up to other bad stuff in your house. Well, all that seems good to me, but let's talk about the bad then, because there's always something bad with Apple, presumably. What did you dislike about, about the HomePod? So the problem is all that security and privacy protections have meant that they've had a really hard time getting other companies to sort of join their ecosystem, right? right? So right. if you're trying to build out a smart home, only about a couple hundred devices work with, with Siri. And remember, it was 20,000 <laughs> with Alexa. So that's yeah. a pretty big difference. Um, the other thing is, Siri just isn't as smart as Google Assistant or, or Alexa. As a test the other day, I tried to see which of them could best help me make a pie. I asked all three of them, how many sticks of butter are there in a pound of butter? And Alexa knew the answer, uh, Google knew the answer, and Siri uh, on the HomePod told me that the question didn't make any sense. Oh, I'm bumming for the home team on that one. All right. Well, with uh, with the last little segment here, Jeffrey, I'm sure you get asked this by friends and neighbors. If you can only choose one for this holiday season, what is your recommendation? Yeah, the one I use the most often and and recommend to most people is Alexa. Um, mm. It's just it's the most flexible, and, and Amazon is clearly putting the most. Um, direct effort into building it out and trying to make it simpler for people. Uh, it's gotten incredibly better over time. And I just feel like in the long run, it's the horse to bet on. Okay. Well, I'm going to probably get one for my wife. <laughs> she wants the, She's only seen the Alexa, but I suspect that's coming to my house. Boy, it's been awesome to have you on, Jeffrey. Can we maybe follow up? I, I assume you're going to be at CES in January. Might you uh, come on the show I, then? I would love to. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Jeffrey Fowler in The Washington Post, The Tech Writer, and of course, The LA Times and other newspapers around the country. Jeffrey, thanks for joining us. You bet. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We're coming right back with Pop Tech Radio. Have you ever tried to plan a vacation and the hotel costs, airfare, and pet sitter all add up to one big never mind? 
Well, it's time to embrace the adventure and go RVing instead. GoRVing.com is your one-stop shop for all things RV camping. Browse the different types of RVs, find a rental agent or dealer near you, and compare the costs. Explore more than 16,000 RV parks and campgrounds nationwide, and even plan your menus for the trip. Find out what you've been missing at GoRVing.com. That's GoRVing.com. Welcome back to Pop Tech Radio. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Pop Tech Radio, Mike Etchart with my producer, Cody Castleberry, talking about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Cody, were you out there with the throngs of people buying stuff wildly and standing in lines? Sadly, yes. I didn't want to. <laughs> Who are to, you? Though. I just wanted, you know, I think Thanksgiving's about being thankful. Um, I wasn't out there sure. on Black Friday, actually, per se. I went out on, on the Thursday after Thanksgiving dinner. My family likes to go out and, uh, you know, catch those deals as early as they can. Well, it's kind uh, of sightseeing, too, isn't it? I mean, it's kind of fun to just be in the in the throng. Right. If you've ever seen that, that website, People of Walmart, it's kind of like that. That's where we went. And we saw all kinds <laughs> of strangeness and uh, people with bad attitudes that should just remain at home. That's right. That's right. Or at least drink before they go out. Right. Now, uh, so I'm going to guess you do this from time to time. You know, the word on the street is that you're not seeing the lines. You know, there's a lot of anecdotal information basically saying, you know, it's just the lines and the crowds are just not quite like it used to be around this day. That's a thing of five years ago. It definitely felt like the lines had diminished since last year. And last year, they didn't even feel that crazy to begin with. I remember last year, we had to wait in line up until they they started opening the checkout stands. And sure. then after the checkout stands, about 30 minutes later, everything was cleared out. And it was even faster this year. Interesting. Interesting. And that's and you went to Walmart. Where else did you guys go? Uh, just Walmart, just to pick up a few <laughs> toys for the kids and uh, just random gifts for our family. You know, I, I have done it in the past and not to a great deal because that's kind of not my thing. But there is kind of a buzz you get, you know, and, and – and also, Thanksgiving can be kind of boring. So, And don't forget, it used to be, you know, the original Black Friday, whenever that was. And I can't remember when they started opening stores on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. But that was initially, that didn't happen. You were closed on Thanksgiving completely. And then that started early Friday morning. And then slowly but surely. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Great. I just like to sit, sit around on Thanksgiving and not have to worry about uh, missing out on deals. I'm with you on that. I, I don't like the th- the Thursday Thanksgiving Day thing, I, especially for the employees. They should have the day off. Let them right. relax with their families. And there's plenty of time to be making money. But it's so hyper competitive. And these are, of course, all publicly traded companies. They need the profits and they need the feet in the door. And so I, I understand that. But I do. I kind of miss the days of yore, the day, right. the old days of Black Friday. Now, what about Cyber Monday? Do you look forward to that, or do you go out of your way to buy stuff on Cyber Monday, or is that just kind of on you another I, day? I feel like I spent my budget on on a Black, <laughs> Black, Black Thursday, I guess now. Um, Black so Thursday, I, yeah. I just kind of I shut myself down because I knew I would want a bunch of stuff. <laughs> so I just right. I, you got it out of your system. Yeah, I got it out of my system. We did pick up a, a Roku, so something at least tech related on Black Good Thursday. Man. As you should. Thank you for buying for the cause. <laughs> uh, and, the, and Roku's are uh, they're wonderful devices. That is, I, I'm an Apple TV guy at my house, but uh, but I love the Roku. They, they, there's a lot of features on the Roku I like better than the Apple TV. But I, you know, I'm just kind of a, an Apple household kind of chap. But right. uh, I love the Roku. Really, really nice product. And again, it, they're just so inexpensive, and you get so much bang for the buck on all these 
kind of smart devices for your TV if your TV itself is not smart. And in fact, I think the Roku and the Apple TVs are much better interfaces than some of smart TVs. The interfaces you get with your TV or your Blu-ray player, I, I prefer those over them. I think Roku played themselves a very smart hand by getting themselves involved with so many smart TVs and becoming the go-to platform for a yes. lot of these TVs out there, especially I have a TCL that I got for $360, and it has a Roku. As, uh, Love the TCL TV. That is a great television. My brother got one also on Cyber Monday. He picked up the probably the same one. Did you get it on Amazon, or did you buy it in the store? Oh, no, I got this one last year. Uh, this TCL okay. is a 55-inch for $360. Um, this year, the, I think the craziest deal I saw was a 40-inch, 40 44-inch, somewhere in that neighborhood TV for under $100. Oh, my goodness. Oh my goodness. I think I did, I, on one of the last episodes, I was talking about when the original plasma sets first came out and they were $15,000 for a 40 inch set. And, you know, you forget that was not that long ago. That was about 20 years ago. And here we have, with manufacturing efficiencies and just the technology advancing, we, we can get televisions for, I mean, a hundred bucks is a loss leader on TV like that, obviously. But right. when you talk about that TCL TV set you bought, and of course, if you go to the wire cutter and you look up uh, some of their best TVs, the TCL wins. I mean, it's it's amongst their better televisions selected to buy. And, and I think the, the latest version is under 600 bucks, I think, for a 55-inch set. So... It is dramatically different for how much stuff costs now. It's stunning, really, and we're spoiled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy when you go out there and you see how, how much things have come down. And, and again, the efficiencies in manufacturing and how they just continue to beat those prices down. But uh, one of the things that surprised me, Cody, is $2 billion of Monday's Cyber Monday's sales, almost 20% of the total, came from smartphones. I hate I hate buying things on my smartphone. Am I the only one? I hate it. It's just too small. I like to buy stuff, and I buy a lot of stuff online. Always go to the computer. I Are you a there. smartphone? I'm, yeah? Yeah, a computer guy myself. Um, my fiance will buy all of her things. She loves Wish. and uh, But I just – it's so, so small. There's so many it's little so boxes small. to fill out, and uh, I don't want to do that I with hate my it. phone. I hate it. I hate it. But I guess I'm clearly – well, and I think it's a generational thing too. Obviously, I think I've – Talked about that in the past too. You know, I'm a boomer. I don't know what you are, but you're old, you're not old a millennial. Boomer. You're an old millennial. Yeah. So so whatever's after that, maybe is that Gen X after millennial? I, I get them all mixed mixed up. But I Me but too. you're a certain age. You're probably okay with that stat. But man, I hate buying stuff on a smartphone. But clearly, that's almost going to be the minority. You so know, something I saw that was interesting is I saw a stat saying the Americans spent uh, a combined eleven thousand years of time shopping. On, during Cyber Monday. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to say to that, except let's take a commercial break. Was, <laughs> that's just depressing when you think about it. And on the way out, let's listen to some Rolling Stones because they're going to be on the road next year announcing tour dates. So we'll have some Rolling Stones. We'll be back with Pop Tech Radio. There are many words you could use to describe the new Kia Stinger GT. Stunning, stylish, sporty. The word breathtaking, however, isn't just an adjective. It's a warning. Because while the ability to go zero to 60 in 4.7 seconds might take your breath away, going 60 to zero with powerful Brembo brakes will help you catch it again. The 2018 Kia Stinger GT, fueled by youth. Stinger GT rear-wheel drive using launch control with factory-equipped 19-inch wheels. Results may vary. Do not attempt. Always drive safely. 
is Popular Technology Radio. This show is presented in part by Bridgestone. We're passionate about making tires you can count on to perform when it matters most. Now, here's your host. And we're back. Popular Technology Radio. Mike Etchart with my producer, Cody Castleberry, talking about tech stuff. And we've made it through Black Friday, Black Thursday, really. Cyber Monday. Of course, we had Jeffrey Fowler on the show talking about the smart speakers. Are you in one of those categories? What tribe are you? I, I've never asked you that, Cody. What tribe are you in it when it comes to phones? Are you an, I'm going to guess you're an Android guy. I'm an Android guy. Good guess. That was a good guess. I don't know why. As I mentioned earlier in the segments, I'm an iPhone guy. So, you know, I am leaning towards, you know, when you look at the big three, as, as Jeffrey walked through with us today, the big three, of course, being the the Apple HomePod, Google Home, and the Amazon Echo. Um, I personally, and I buy a lot of stuff on, I, I'm an Amazon Prime member, uh, and I love it. I live in kind of a semi-rural area, so I use Amazon a lot. And I just don't want to empower those guys anymore. So even though my wife wants an Alexa, and as Jeffrey mentioned, you know, there's a lot of security issues with the Amazon stuff. I just, I just don't want to go to Amazon, oh, even though I think I'm going to probably have to buy my wife one. Or, do you care when it comes to smart speakers, or, or do you have one in your house yet? I don't have one. Um, I haven't really been too interested in them. The Alexa and Google both scare me with with those privacy issues. But then I also, I'm, I'm on the fence there. What are they really going to do? They're going to send me some ads. Um, it, it's not a huge deal until maybe uh, if I was to share more sensitive information than, than what I'm buying, you know, uh, if yeah. they can somehow get into where I'm at or um, what goes on in my private life, uh, you know, uh, then that would be more scary. But. Yeah, I just, I'm not comfortable. I, I, I and I, and I, you know, granted, as I as I mentioned, I'm an Apple guy, an Apple fanboy for sure, and I've I've got everything Apple in my house. Um, but I do respect their hyper diligence when it comes to security on this stuff. And I just think both Google and Amazon are playing a little loose with all that stuff. And of course, one of the big concerns with any sort of data these days is is it getting into the wrong hands? You know, and and whatever, whether it's credit card information or personal information, anything like that, I just really worry about security and the safety of data with all of these repositories of data and kind of how they're using it. And, I, and I'm already kind of sick. You see it when you're on your computer and you look up something on Amazon, you know, maybe a pair of shoes or whatever. And then suddenly on your all your Google searches, you see a lot of those things you've been looking up and like, ugh, right. push ads. I hate that stuff. You know, I just, I miss these more simplistic times of the internet. That sounds a little colloquial, but, uh, you know, without all of that just hellacious advertising. But that's certainly the way it's going. But, you know, Jeffrey, I mean, the guy knows he's talking about. He's the tech writer for the Washington Post, and he's an Amazon guy. But I am i just don't want to empower Amazon anymore. I'm already giving Amazon a ton of money, and I'm not sure I want to give them more money. Even though I'm pretty happy with their services, I'm not taking security. Right, and I guess one thing to consider is that when you – give up your information that is sort of the way you pay for it to be cheaper as i'm sure you know being in the apple world means everything is a little bit more expensive for you but with that money that yes. you're paying you're paying for extra security so that they don't they don't have to look for other sources to bring in their extra dollar um like advertisers yes and i'm essentially paying for less advertising in many ways by the upcharge of apple apple's an expensive ecosystem to be a part of and I wince every time I buy something in the right. Apple ecosystem. And I really want to buy a HomePod, but oh my gosh, they're expensive. <laughs> they sound great, though. Um, and I like Apple's attention to, you know, they're, at their core, they're about 
music and video and film and things like that, and they pay attention to sound quality. But kind of like Jeffrey said earlier in the show, most people don't care. You know, most people use the cruddy earbuds that come with their phone, and they're perfectly happy with that. And right. So I recognize that I'm in the minority when it comes to sound and the importance of sound. And I happen to be an Apple Music subscriber as well. Are you a music subscriber, Cody? Do you have Spotify or any of the subscription services? I usually just use YouTube or uh, Pandora. I guess that puts me in that category that would rather deal with ads than pay for something. Uh, Right. So I'm okay with the ads. (laughs) (laughs) You're okay with ads. Well, there you have it. I myself prefer the lack of ads in... uh, in my music, certainly, and I guess in my life as well. So maybe, maybe again, that's a generational thing as well. Probably I don't sort of know. a desensitization of, or maybe of you're just ads. dull. Exactly, yeah. you're just yeah. You, you've been dulled by the pounding of advertising. I ignore them is, so hard. I don't even know what I've been advertised anymore. You know. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. I'm not to that point yet, unfortunately. So, anyway, so much to think about this holiday season. If you are thinking about smart speakers, and boy, I am certainly thinking about it. And I can tell you, my wife is thinking about it as well. So on that note, we need to wrap up the show. Cody Castleberry, thank you for being the producer today and the engineer. I certainly appreciate it. Folks, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, we are podcast at Apple iTunes and wherever you get podcasts. So if you have uh, any episodes you might have missed or you want to just go back and do some cool stuff, it's right there. We will be back next week for Pop Tech Radio. I'm Mike Etchart. Have a great week. Where does the love for a car come from? If the car is a Subaru Legacy, The answer would be the symmetrical all-wheel drive. Power goes to all four wheels all the time for optimum grip. The Subaru Boxer engine's lower center of gravity makes the Subaru Legacy more responsive around corners and gets better fuel economy than front-wheel drive competitors. What you have then is a mid-size sedan with grip, handling, and enviable fuel economy. It's no wonder it turns people into people who love cars. Love. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru.